Hello, this is Rory with the Love Chat, and today's topic is, what if my ex doesn't reach out? Now, this is video number 55. If you have a question you'd like for me to consider featuring on the channel, please write it in a comment below. And if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe and hit like. Now then, what if my ex doesn't reach out? What can be said? This is a great fear. Whenever we go into no contact, this thought is always in the back of our mind. And it's a statement of dependency. What if my ex doesn't reach out? Is this it? Will this be the last time I ever hear from them? Was that time that we went to dinner the last time I'll have ever gone to dinner with him or her or they? Is this the last time I'll ever get to know how their day went? These are real fears that happen when we are fresh out of a breakup. And, you know, they really do persist for a couple of months after. But I guess one of the biggest reasons that it's not a helpful thought to have is because it doesn't help you right now. The thought is designed to make you feel worse. Maybe your ex hasn't even left you yet. Maybe they just asked for some space. Maybe they asked for a break. What can be done then? What does this mean for us? You see, these statements are designed to make your anxiety grow. And when your anxiety grows, you're not thinking from logic. You're thinking from, what am I going to do if I lose this? What happens if my ex never reaches out again? And then this is the last time I'll have ever spoken to them. And so the reason... Then I address this topic specifically is because if that is how we operate, if we operate from a place of what if my ex does not, instead of, you know what, I realize that my ex may or may not come back, but I'm going to operate from the standpoint of they are not coming back because that places self-reliance in us. You know, one of the greatest things that I think holds us back is the hope. And isn't that so weird that when we hope that somebody's going to come back into our life, we are driven absolutely crazy. Now, as you guys know, my main field is behavioral analysis. And so what I can promise you is that the science does suggest that distance and absence makes the heart grow fonder. In other words, if you pull away from your ex and you go into no contact, you work on yourself, you're nailing down a couple of things. First of which is that you are becoming less and less anxious with the benefit of time and working on yourself. And because you're addressing all of the noise in your brain, all of those little voices that tell you that you're not good enough, that increases the chance that you're going to act more confident, and confidence is sexy and attractive and charming, right? And so think about what I just said, because I bet there's a thousand voices going on in your head right now. Your ex just left your life, or maybe your current partner is on a break with you or needs space from you. A thousand different alarms are going off. And all the pre-existing alarms that you already had, like, hey, you're not attractive because you are, you know, five pounds overweight, or, hey, you're not interesting and nobody wants to hang out with you. All of those voices are amplified, like, tenfold right now. And so why is the advice always go work on yourself and usually go into no contact? And the answer is simple, is because we want to increase the amount of things you have power over and decrease the amount of things you do not have power over. Frankly, you and I, we don't have any power over your ex. We can't control how your ex feels, and we can't control what the outcome will be and what they decide. But what we can control is ourselves. We can control how we act, how we show up, what we do. We can control going into no contact and not reaching out and not begging or pleading. For those of you who found my channel after the fact, I don't want you to be too upset because this information can be carried into future relationships if it's with your ex, or if it's with somebody else. And one of the things that I always like to tell people is that you've paid your dues. 
the worst situation that could happen has already happened. You're done. You only have to go through it once. Because now you have a whole new wealth of resources. And you're dealing with a whole new you. Somebody who's gotten to work, taking care of their body, taking care of their mind, taking care of their social environment. And remember that having the ex be the only thing that's going on in your life, or having your current partner, whom you are currently anxious over, the only thing that's going on in your life, well, that means that, of course, you're setting yourself up for failure and fear. You're not investing in yourself. You're investing in someone else. Now, there's a lot of confusion on this topic, and I may do a whole video on it, but the basic idea stems down to this. If somebody's in your life, and you care about them more than you care about yourself and your friends and your goals and your dreams, and you become really clingy and anxious and needy, think about how much weight you're putting onto the other person. And think about how much pressure and stress they're going to feel because of that. And think about how guilty they'll feel if they go out and hang out with their friends knowing that you didn't have anything else going on and you're just coming home and waiting for them to be done. They feel like they are trapped and smothered and held down and caged. And nobody wants to feel that way. It's not sexy. It's not attractive. It's not charming. And so thinking about if your ex will ever contact you, that shows that you're still very much invested in them during a time where you need to be invested only in yourself. You need to be selfish right now. And you might be saying to yourself, well, Rory, I want to be selfish, and for me, being selfish is wanting my ex back. I agree, but we need to turn more actionable. We can't control your ex. I can't snap my fingers and just have your ex call you. It's not going to work like that. You want to be selfish over the things that you have control, and you do have control over you. And so it's important to remember that during this time of anxiety and stress, you need to get back to the basics. Do some deep breathing. Go for nice long walks. Maybe call up a friend you haven't seen in a while. Visit one of your old schools. Go say hi to your teachers. Try a new food you haven't tried before. Do something new. Do something crazy and unexpected that you never thought you would do. For me, it was skydiving. And I will never do it again. But I did it. And it just reset my mind. Because I'm a new person willing to do and try new things. And so the question I leave you is this. How long are you willing to place your happiness contingent upon something you cannot control? That's all I had for today. If you found my video helpful, I'd be very grateful if you'd subscribe and hit like. Please leave a comment below and tell me what topics you'd like covered in the future. Also, if you'd like to do a Skype or email coaching, please be sure to visit thelovechat.net slash coaching. Until next time.